0: Hi, I'm Ricky Dorries and welcome to episode 25 of the Mind That Ego podcast. So this episode is something a little different, it's something that I've planned to do for approximately three or four years and only just got around to um, experimenting with, but what I'm going to do is read my most recent article on mindthatego.com and um, It's a story that is very much embedded in the mystical, in the synchronistic, and it's told in a way that really bridges different dimensions of reality. It's my attempt at what I'm calling Synchronicity Chronicles, and it attempts to, through the telling of the story, provide some insight in terms of how I use these metaphysical, Um, approaches for my own self-development. It's kind of a mixture of Jungian psychology um, and kind of non-duality and a whole host of spiritual and and psychological approaches. I first noticed um, the lighthouse symbol over a year ago actually approaching two years ago and it slowly unfolded and in August this year um, in the summer I was on holiday and they reached what felt like a crescendo in terms of this message and in terms of this guidance and as soon as I got back uh, from from the holiday with Sanya I basically said okay in a week or so I'm gonna write about the lighthouse and the significance of its meaning and, and the kind of epiphany that I'd had related to it. A few months passed uh, since then um, until a few more kind of nods in it and a few more additional um, appearances, should we say, of the symbol, I then approached the article thinking that it would be fairly straightforward but actually, and I do find this often, as I was writing the article I was processing and integrating the message on a deeper level and I find that sometimes for me when I write I just enter flow state, and it feels like the the article itself is is pre-written and pre-formed and and it's just waiting to be manifested into language and that's a beautiful experience this one was much more the michelangelo approach of chiseling away to try and find the angel hiding in the marble you know it was really um revealing itself to me as i wrote and unfortunately a few extra pieces came together through that process um And through that, I found an additional theme that contextualized this and allowed it to solidify uh, and take on an even greater significance in terms of a psychological um, transformation or or insight. So I do hope you enjoy listening to this um, episode. And of course, if you'd like to read the article, you can find that on the writing section of the the, uh, website at mindthatego.com Erik Erikson's life work occurred during the golden age of depth psychology. The Danish psychologist built upon Sigmund Freud's theories of ego development as a student of Freud's daughter, Anna. Erikson's legacy, the psychosocial stages of development, explains psychological growth as the result of navigating conflict between individual and social needs. Erikson's model has eight stages, with each stage focusing on a theme and an age group. The model presents two outcomes, one desirable, one undesirable. Stage six, intimacy versus isolation, occurs roughly between the ages of 20 and 30. The conflict of this stage is balancing intimate relationships with self-connection. The theme reached a pinnacle in my life between 29 and 32. What I'm about to share is a process of working with my unconscious mind to decipher the meaning of this inner voyage at various milestones. The lighthouse is a central symbol, which guided me to understand the significance of this conflict in my life. The woods and the sea are accompanying metaphors. As you will see, the way events unfold defies conventional understanding. In what Carl Jung defined as synchronicity, events are linked by meaning and require a different paradigm of reality to fully comprehend. A hermit in a hologram. Space is not empty, it is full. A plenum as opposed to a vacuum and is the ground for the existence of everything, including ourselves. The universe is not separate from this cosmic sea of energy. David Bohm. Between 20 and 25, I focused on socializing university and my early years in Berlin, having left the UK, were dominated by partying, shared housing, and being out and about in the world, with little time for inner work. Nothing unusual for most people of that age, but in my 20s the pull within was too strong to ignore. The occasional spontaneous journal session and stolen time for self-reflection wasn't enough. I needed to embrace the hermit archetype and focus on isolation. A few years of increased inner focus led to moving into my own apartment two weeks before I turned 30. I enjoyed my own space, but my home felt like an island, a feeling amplified by the pandemic. I was moving away, with greater physical distance between myself and others, but what was I moving towards? Distance isn't only physical proximity. Someone can be right next to you and feel distant, energetically or emotionally. Or someone can be close at heart, despite miles between you some quantum theorists believe the universe is holographic physicist david bohm described this with the implicate and explicate order the implicate contains all of the information which is projected into the explicate, the visible world the building blocks of physical reality exist in an invisible realm and consciousness unifies these dimensions with this model of reality it stands to reason individual consciousness can move through space stretch the distance of the cosmos in the blink of an eye. In a shamanic worldview, this explains soul retrieval, a process where a shaman enters an altered state of consciousness and journeys into the underworld to recover someone's soul and return them to full health. What seems like make-believe may be an accessible dimension. For thousands of years, we've been aware of the implicate dimension and our ability to get lost. While on the surface, we continue to exist in body, stretch ourselves to meet daily demands, our eyes forgetting to blink. Daydream of the voyage. A ship simultaneously represents fecundity, life of the sea, productivity, adventure, exploration, life journey, and crossing the sea of death. This means that a ship represents the same thing which a bridge does, that is crossing over from one world to another world. Young Ran Kim, symbols and sandplay therapy. Have you ever felt called inward? What creates the gravitational force? Do you feel a sense of movement even if your body remains still? As if there's a center within, a location waiting to be found. If the universe has an implicate and explicate order, do humans too? Is the explicate the physical body and the implicate thought or imagination? Can we move through implicate space and voyage to worlds within? Once settled in my new apartment, my environment was primed for me to journey deeper, beyond the threshold of myself, into the ocean of cosmic consciousness. Caught in sickness, failure, and insanity to map a world that remains largely unseen, a world responsible for desires, dreams, fears. I'd sampled enough to know its potency, a supercharged zero-point energy, the frequency of divine bliss, existential despair, everything and nothing between. The first visual traces of my implicate voyage came to me in a daydream. A faint outline, burning in the periphery of my mind's eye, there if I chose to focus on it or not. I'm on a coastline, warm sun and gentle waves compensating for cold feet. I'm making the final preparations for my imminent departure. I've made a pact. Whatever I find, I will share. A deal made with God in return for safe passage. But I'm afraid of losing people, being labelled crazy, delusional. The fear of abandonment tastes like salt. I have no choice. All I can do is trust the strength of emotional bonds. I turn to a thousand faces I know and love. In the dimension of this daydream, there's no distance, no past, present, future, no space between us. Light reflects off gold, a compass in my palm, a family-bought birthday present, a prelude to the journey, inscripted with a message of love. So this is it, I say, as a thousand hearts emanate liquid gold, waves that will carry me with buoyant purpose, a thousand lighthouses along the way. A song catches my attention. I was living in the district of Vicenzi, White Lake in English, jogging regularly around the perimeter of the lake and nearby woods. The inner voyage had been underway for a while, manifesting in my awareness as seasickness, waves of anxiety, Loss of direction. Implicate and explicate worlds colliding, bridged by emotions and gut feeling. One day, midwinter, snow and ice, earphones in, shuffle on, a song washed over me. Cold splash vocals woke me up, a waterfall of melancholic determination. The Lighthouse by Patrick Watson. The lyrics begin Leave a light on in the wild. It's hard coming in, a little blind. Dreaming of a lighthouse in the woods Shining a little light to bring us back home I recognised the voice Watson provided the vocals to one of my favourite songs To build a home by the cinematic orchestra I was returning to a place that didn't feel like home I needed guidance Those words were reassurance, implausible support Algorithmic affirmation Watson's lyrics continue went to find you in the backyard hiding behind our busy lives dreaming of a lighthouse in the woods to help us get back into the world despite all impossibilities i knew what i was receiving was personal somehow i didn't feel overwhelmed but soothed my emotional landscape fluttered with optimism similar to an unexpected compliment from a stranger these lyrics renewed my determination They let me know that I had reached a milestone, that my implicate voyage would have repercussions in the explicate world, an indicator of safe harbor to come. The lighthouse symbol appears in a dream. Sanya and I approach the lighthouse, unfazed by the temperature of the sea. No memory of our journey here. We arrived immediately on the verge. Dusk cast midnight blue, a cool aura saturates the scene. The lighthouse is imposing, strong, and submerged only the top half is above water another fact we seem unfazed by we swim its perimeter trying to find a way to get in this is our home a place we choose to live but you can't live in a lighthouse below the sea journal entry of a dream january 2021 i dreamt of the submerged lighthouse not long after hearing the song which solidified its symbolic significance. The sea represents the unconscious. The lighthouse, a beacon of safety. Powerful light represents awareness illuminating the dark or the unconscious. Lighthouses are built in dangerous places. They save millions of lives. The worse the weather, the more useful they become. But they aren't self-sustaining. For generations, they were maintained by coast guards. Many took their families with them, some lightkeepers worked alone. Spiritual circles encourage seekers to be a lighthouse. Perhaps it's more accurate to be a lightkeeper. The lightkeeper takes up home in a remote location to serve others, to warn them and reassure them. Lighthouses aren't constructed from the building blocks of spiritual bypassing or positive thinking, but tireless service. The dream reflected this with Sanya by my side, circling the lighthouse together. Her ship navigated the ocean, never too far from mine. The lighthouse in the dream, without solid foundations, was inhabitable. Its infrastructure required solid ground. We were close to shore, and my implicate voyage was a premonition of an upcoming change in my explicate reality, what some call manifestation, that what exists in imagination materialises in the physical world. It's notoriously difficult to find a home in Berlin, especially your own apartment and in my initial search I applied for hundreds and hundreds of viewings. Despite finding my own apartment against the odds, my growing sense of isolation reached a critical point. I wanted to move. Ask and it is given, they say. A series of synchronicities led to a miracle. After I told Sanya of my desire, she encouraged me to look online. The top listing immediately caught my attention. It was a beautiful apartment in an area I'd viewed before and desperately wanted to live, but was unsuccessful. It didn't fit my voyage at sea, but now I'd returned to shore, a current of destiny carried me. Within days of viewing, within weeks, a new set of keys. My new apartment was based in the woods, less isolated, more connected, perfect for healthy solitude, the sweet relief of ground under my feet. A synchronistic trinket appears in a cabin, My new home provided respite, but I wasn't out of the woods. Around 18 months after my dream of the lighthouse, I went on holiday with Sanya. The symbol had faded from memory into a reminder. On the terrace in the bedroom window, on the wall, was a familiar outline, lighthouses. I looked at these synchronistic trinkets and they looked at me, like meeting someone you're sure you've met before. How could it be? Is the universe a complex web of meaning, this very cabin, this very time, this very place, orchestrated for my personal epiphany. My epiphany. Insignificant me that far too often sips water and misses my mouth. How can little old me influence the universe, have some role to play in those toys being on display? Maybe my fears were right, I am delusional. The song is one thing, but trinkets in a holiday home. But what if we see reality upside down? That egocentric arrogance makes us believe that we're not part of a greater whole special enough to be an island. After all, we're an extension of the intelligence that manifested Earth. Who had that thought? Did God read the secret? If the lesson awaits the learner, if you're receptive but still choose ignorance or disbelief, the lesson will do more to get your attention. More is usually something more impossible until you can't ignore it. Minutes after we'd set off on the return journey, Asanya and I reflected on its beauty, Watson's unmistakable falsetto pours out of the rental car's speakers as trinkets and songs co-teach, as dream and waking reality shake hands. So impossible, I know it must be true. Enchantment of the Light Synchronicity is a product of higher intelligence. The conscious you, ego, can't create it. Although it cannot be forced, you don't have to wait passively. It requires radical receptivity. In what becomes a soul-enriching interaction, inquiry, carried out without attachment to outcomes, can unearth more relevant insight. Most people don't do this because it appears crazy. I'm not most people. My inquiry into the lighthouse symbol, see a Google search, led to a movie. The lighthouse is fantastically weird and uncategorizable. Robert Egger's follow-up to The Witch shines a light on two 19th century wikis, the nickname for a lightkeeper. They're stationed on a remote lighthouse in New England and driven crazy by paranoia hallucinations and a turbulent dynamic. Fit in a the theme of intimacy and isolation, the pair are simultaneously magnetized and repulsed by each other. In a scene that caught my attention, longtime lightkeeper Thomas played by Willem de Fell, explains the demise of his earlier assistant to his replacement, Ephraim, played by Robert Pattinson. Aye, went mad he did. First a strangeness, a quietude. Then wild fancy struck him, raving back sirens, merfolk, bad omens and the like. In the end, no more sense left in him than a hen's tooth. He believed there was some enchantment in the light. He notioned St. Elmo did cast his very fire into it. Salvation, said he. Thomas Wake, The Lighthouse. Convention says a film can't contain a relevant message. You're looking for it, joining dots that aren't there, a psychological coping mechanism. I used to think that way, but my implicate voyage has taught me that's not the model to operate by, quite the opposite. My intuition encouraged me to watch at exactly the right time. Madness, quietude, enchantment, salvation, this clarifies the message the lighthouse symbol was illuminating. The dangers of isolation, the risk of insanity if enchanted by the light. The relief of rooted isolation. In dreams, a detail slightly off kilter is enough for you to become lucid. Sometimes peculiarity isn't caused by the absurd or surreal, but images that don't make sense by small margins, enough to jolt you away from familiarity. A new meaning emerges from the convergence of symbols that are familiar and foreign, recognizable through implication. A lighthouse in the woods is one of those symbols. The two don't go together, but their emergent meaning is clear. If I avoid isolation, I bypass its gifts. I neglect my need for solitude, my spiritual practice, restrain my creative force. I need isolation, but isolation at sea is too unsettling, too far in one direction. A submerged lighthouse is inhabitable, even metres from the coast. How do you cultivate relationships while always on the move? Make a home somewhere with flooded rooms? My voyage had to end. Enter the woods, isolation on land, surrounded by trees rooted in soil. The stillness, in contrast to the motion of the waves, allows for a grounded connection to the sacred. With the exception of hermits and shamans, people who have a specific religious call, and the power to overcome attacks of the unconscious, it is always dangerous to put oneself in an isolated position. Only the shaman or medicine man can stand loneliness in the woods without getting into trouble. If one risks an encounter with the unconscious, one needs a certain nature wisdom and a certain kind of knowledge in order to avoid succumbing to its impact. Marie Louise von Franz What's needed to bear isolation? A lighthouse. A home with a purpose, somewhere to share with Sanya, with friends, with other implicate voyagers. But did the lighthouse contain additional meaning, anything I'd missed? Was there more to inquire? Viewed from above, the lighthouse's staircase is a spiral ascension into the light. One step, at a time. Spiraling home. The spiral in psychology means that you always come over the same point where you have been before, but never really the same. It is above or below, inside or outside. So it means growth. Carl Jung. A spiral path appears straight if the journey is long enough. The curve's so vast, you don't realize the slight change in direction. It's why we thought the earth was flat. The beauty is the further you feel from home, the closer you are. When I started to feel lost and distant, the proximity to home became clear. Isolation taught me about dimensions out of sight, that no matter how far you journey, home is always there. Perhaps Ericsson knew love carries us through isolation. It's the only thing that allows us to bear it, to voyage on paths of discovery that lead us closer to truth. But once you find a home, you can't remain in the light forever. You have to descend, to do the upkeep, source coal, get your hands dirty, keep the fire burning, withstand storms. You have to set a blazing trail for others on the voyage, to illuminate the darkness. Joseph Campbell reminds us that once called to adventure, you will face adversity and moments of despair through which you will grow and return with a unique gift from implicate worlds. Our explicate world needs those gifts. It needs yours. Will you dare to set sail, voyage into the unknown, traverse the bridge between worlds to see for yourself? If you do, I promise to shine my light, so look out for me. Remember that if you feel lost at sea, liquid gold will carry you, and a thousand hearts will light the way to bring you back into the world. And if you notice impossible signs of guidance, don't dismiss it as just chance, but allow yourself for just a moment to dream of an immaculate order, an implicate dimension of which you are a very special part. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mind That Ego podcast. To stay up to date, you can join the Mind That Ego mailing list if you head to mindthatego.com slash MFM. You'll also get a copy of my book, Mindsets for Mindfulness, when you join. You can also follow Mind That Ego on Facebook and YouTube, where the podcasts are also displayed in video format, along with other inspired videos that i create or if instagram is more your social media of choice you can follow me at ricky underscore deriz that's d-e-r-i-s-z